Hello and welcome everybody to Flickr Effect episode 316. This is being recorded on Sunday, November 24th, 2019. I'm David Lott. Joining me for this one is Bobby Jackson. Hey, what's up everybody? Yasha Wilson. Hey, hey, hey everybody. And Michelle Hillard. Hi everyone. Hello. Hello. Uh, new films this week include Frozen 2, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, and 21 Bridges. Uh, we also have yet another episode of The Mandalorian. And it looks like there might be a Joker sequel. I guess that depends on who you ask. We'll probably get into that too. And there's some news. There's things to talk about. Uh, as always, we kind of normally start things off by talking about that box office. Mm-hmm. And our, our weekly box office battle. Which, if you're not familiar with, uh, follow us on Twitter, Flickr underscore effect. Each week, we all kind of do our top five prediction for the, the box office, and we kind of have a point system going till the end of the year. And, uh, well, let's do this. Um, big shocker, number one this week was Frozen 2. I know you are all surprised. Oh, my gosh. Did that come out this weekend? Wow, weird. Did that happen? <laughs> Man, where have I been? Uh, we all predicted number one, but none of us got the the actual bonus for the amount it pulled in. We were all under. Um, it ended up uh, estimating 127 million this weekend. Nice. Um, oh, Disney. I think I had the highest prediction at 118. And then Bobby, you were 115. Michelle, you were 110. Yasha, you had it at 97. Yeah, I, I really underbid that thing. Like I, I mean, don't here, know what I was thinking about. Here's like, here's Jesus. the thing: it's it, it honestly could have been quite the crapshoot. One because it's frozen. It could have made 140 million. Like who the hell knows? But the other thing is that there's this thing called the Disney sequel, and the Disney sequel traditionally doesn't do that spectacularly well. So I feel like our bids of what we thought were going to happen, our estimates are actually fairly on par for what we thought was probably going to happen. I know I took that into effect. Right. I mean, I, I, I took it kind of in there, like thought about it. I was like, well, I was just thinking about, okay, well, it's a weekend. It's not a long weekend. Um, I know there's nothing else coming out. I know people are excited, but at the same time, a lot of the people that, you know, when the first one came out, they're a little bit older now. Um, I don't know if it's going to necessarily pull that much of a weight, right. but I was so wrong. Like, couldn't have been more wrong. Well, and just imagine how much money this dang movie is going to make this week and this coming up Thanksgiving weekend. Like, sweet oh, yeah. Jesus. And you know, it's funny. Like, I mean, so when I was a kid and I grew up, I was off on Thursday Thanksgiving and the Friday after I had a four day weekend. Well, mm-hmm. here in Orange County, Florida. <laughs> It's these, like the whole week. These kids have the whole week off. Whole week. Yep. Whole week. Madness. All week long. That's so can you have, <laughs> one, it's total bullshit. But two, can you imagine how I'm I'm trying to envision this week, like walking around town and there's just gonna be kids everywhere. And they're gonna be going to movies and they're gonna be in stores and they're gonna be in restaurants. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, there's just gonna be kids everywhere all day long, every day. <laughs> Anyways, my point is, is the kids are out of school here. And so, yeah, they're going to the movie. And I'm sure this movie is going to make a crap ton of money as a whole. But especially at least in Orange County, Florida, it is. 
So yeah, we all got frozen to at number one. Um, three of us, I think, or two of us. Two of us got Ford versus Ferrari at number two. Um, and it's yeah, at number two in its second week of release, pulled in mm-hmm. sixteen million. Um, and its first week is a beautiful day in the neighborhood at number three with uh, thirteen and a half. Uh, That's sad. Another new release at number four, 21 Bridges. And down at number five, and its third week is Midway with 4.7. So quickly looking at this, I think, Yasha, you got a point. Michelle, I think you got three points. Bobby, I think you got four. I think I got five. Oh, wow. Yeah, you had all five. Look at you go. Dink, 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 dink. I think that's where we are. Wow. Well, isn't that just special? Congratulations <laughs> to you, David. Somebody Jesus. just knocked it out the ballpark. Well, you know. <laughs> anyway. He's like, when you're awesome, you're awesome. I mean, I don't know what to tell you people. When you're just a badass, that's just, that's how it goes. I'm a box office badass. There it is. Michelle can't contain the tea she just sipped. It's hot tea, too. It's hot tea. I'm like, I can't even swallow. I can't go in either direction at the moment. Oh, anyways. Anyways. So, Frozen 2, number one. Yeah. How about that little movie? How about that little film? Did we all see it? I know Michelle and I did. Yeah, we did. Anybody else see it? As I have said in the past, I will not go see children's movies by myself. So, know, that is a hard no. Bobby, did you see it? I'm not going to see Frozen. Yeah, I did see it. Okay. Who wants to take a crack at this one first? I'll jump in. Okay. Okay. Don't don't worry about spoilers. I'm not in a rush to go see it. So by all means. <laughs> well, we're not we're I not going to share spoilers. We're not going to share spoilers. Um right. so kind of the quick overall feelings on it. Um I actually liked it a lot. I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. And there's a few things that I bumped on that I wasn't big fan of, but then there's a lot of this I really did like and there's a small part of me that thinks I might actually like it more than the first one. Um, but I will say my biggest takeaway on this film, this is not a kid's movie. <laughs> this is not a children's movie to me. This is not a movie you take small children to. Um, really? It's got a lot of kind of heavier tone to it. And honestly, I think the story is almost just a little too, too, not maybe in depth, but I think in a way it's, it's just a little too much for kids to even begin to start to wrap their brains around like they're like wait what like it's a it's an interesting journey that Anna and Elsa go on this time and I don't know I think it's a little too much for kids and not not like it's dark and deep and like foreboding and weird and you know just I just I just think it's a little too much for young kids like older kids I think probably will enjoy it but I honestly can't see I don't know. I have a hard time seeing kids really under like fifth grade level, like coming out of this film and going, this is amazing. Like, I'm sure little girls will come out and be like, the princesses, we love the princesses. Well, what did you think about this? Oh, I don't know. Like, you know, I just, I can't see kids like going, I really love this story. It connects with me or something, you know, taking a piece of this (laughs) and, and kind of walking out of it, feeling some way, really anything under about a fifth grade level. It's, it's a little, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a really well-built story, but it's almost like too well-built. It's, it's definitely for an older group of people, I think. 
but overall i really liked it there's just a few random things i bumped on there's a few songs a few sequences that i was kind of like this didn't need to happen <laughs> i mean it's kind of funny but it didn't need to happen i think you already know what i'm talking about oh yeah <laughs> um and and the other thing i'm gonna say and I, I was fine with it but there's a lot of song in this one like this was basically like watching a broadway musical there's a lot of songs and I think some of them are actually quite good. Um, some of them not so much. <laughs> um, but it, I, there's a lot of songs. There's a lot of songs. And um, yeah, I'll, I, I'm happy with it. And I like all the people that are in it. I think the performance is really good. I, yeah, I'm happy with this one. But it's 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 going to be an interesting one to see how this will, as, as months and days and years go by, how this one will be in... The plethora of the movie film collection kind of see where it kind of falls in in rankings and such so that's where i'm at but well I'm at. i'll jump in and say uh i did not like this one okay. <laughs> no i i definitely think the first one is a better movie um i found that this movie to be overall pretty boring and i agree with you about the kids thing i had my two kids with me and they my my daughter four years old She's not diehard Frozen fan, but she definitely went through a major Frozen phase, watched Frozen it a lot. Fan. She likes Frozen. She was excited about seeing the sequel. Mm -hmm. And of course, you ask both kids, they'll tell you, yeah, we enjoyed it. They're weird about walking out of movies. Like, I feel like maybe they almost feel obligated to be like, oh, yeah, thanks for taking us to this. Yeah, we liked it. I'm like, like yeah. I want to be like, no, you can you can tell me you didn't like it. It's fine. Right. <laughs> oh, no, it was like, good. I work in critics. I'm a critic. Like, <laughs> trust me, it's okay. I mean, even your son couldn't means. sit still moving the whole time. Yeah. She definitely didn't. My daughter didn't pass the kind of distraction test. There was definitely a point. She looked back. She stood up like kind of on her knees in her seat, looking back at the projector and stuff. And I'm like, sit down, look straight, watch the movie. Anyway, I, I but I get it because I, I don't know. Overall, I was pretty bored by this film. And the interesting thing about it, though, is that I don't like the movie. I don't think it's very good. But in a way, I like that it exists and that I, I think it does actually make the first Frozen a better movie. I like the the information this film provides, I guess is the best way to put it without talking spoilers. Okay. I know it's, what you're saying. It's almost like the appendices of a Lord of the Rings book. Right. <laughs> you know, no, I'm with you. Yeah. It, it kind of adds information to what you see in the first film that I enjoy. I like the information, but the way the story is told is I find in a mostly fairly boring way with the exception of definitely good sequences There's certain sequences I like a lot, but the movie's kind of slow at times and, yeah. and I know, and you're right. There's a, they seem to be trying to go out of the way to add a lot more songs to this, a lot of songs. you know, and <laughs> I, I, I'm getting yeah. that there are a lot of songs. There are. Songs. There's a few, and for the, there's nothing like there's no "Let It Go" in this. Like I know, I obviously, literally, there's not, and there's also there's nothing that's like a standout song for me in this one. There's a song sung by the mother that I would say is probably my favorite. I liked that one a lot. Um, but other than that, yeah. And you're right. There's there's a certain song that goes out of its way to it's. 
it is in a certain style, which it's funny. It's obviously like, oh, oh. The, it's 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 an obvious, hey, the, the, the parents in the theater are going to find this hilarious. They're going to think this is great. Kids will never get it. They'll, they'll never they'll, get it. But the parents will think this is so funny. Let's do this. And it, no, you didn't need to do this. They didn't I mean, need to do it. It's kind of amusing. It is, but it it doesn't feel well placed in this it movie. It feels very forced. If, yeah, it does. And it, it's really just kind of a... It's just not needed. Like, I don't need that much depth to that character. Yeah, it was. But the, the other song that kind of. You guys I are being to... awful cryptic about all of this. Oh, you know. I... Well, the, the, there's well, a song. It was just, we can say with the character. It was Kristoff. Uh, it was Kristoff's song yeah. that he sings. Um, I think it's uh, Alone in the Woods, I think is the title of it, if I were to guess. Um, there's another song that I bumped on a lot, and it was the song that Anna sings kind of towards the end, mm-hmm. and she's basically pulling herself up. Now, and the reason I'm bumping on it, it's not a bad song. That is not a song for young children. It's a very deep, it's about depression. Like It's clearly about depression and having to somehow pull yourself up out of it and go on and move forward. Like it's, which on one level I think is awesome because the character who sings it is Anna, which is Kristen Bell and Kristen Bell deals with depression. Depression is a thing that is quite prevalent in our world and society today and so i think it's a good song to have but i'm like i just don't think it's a song that was necessary in this film at all Hmm. it's not a bad song just not necessary so yeah overall i'm not a fan of this movie i would say i'm i just don't think it's a kid's movie yeah but even as an adult i didn't i was bored by it i was ready to go i like the elsa song yeah i guess I did like that one a lot, actually. But actually, there's two of them, I should say. Yeah, I she think has I liked, two songs in this one. I like the first one better than the second one. The one that Josh Gad covers at the end in, in the credits. Right. I liked that song a lot. So, Bobby. Which you one have? is that? Yeah, what was the name of it? I'll put it, I'll say, it's, I don't know what it's called, but I'll say it's like the siren song. I'll look it's it. basically the song that calls to her. I'll look it up while you, um, while you share oh. your thoughts, Bobby. It's kind of the the, the moment that that, that that catapults the whole storyline forward, and and I think that's almost the "Let It Go" song. And well, I guess the other song's kind of the "Let It Go" song. But I think that one. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, but I like it, and I like I even like the cover that Josh Gad does of it at the end of the film, like during the credits. I was like, "Yeah, Josh Gad, that's right. Use your Broadway chops and those singing pipes to knock this one out. It was pretty awesome both ways." So I don't think that was Josh Gad. I'm pretty sure that was Panic at the Disco. Uh, Brandon. Really? Uh, I forget his, yeah, his last name. I'm almost 90% positive that was him. Oh. But uh, it I'm sure David like can look at it. But yeah. Uh, it, so, was, uh, it was Weezer. It was Weezer? <laughs> well, no, 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 no. That's the that other was the song. very end. That You're was right. the very end. It was Panic at the Disco was Into the Unknown. And okay. Weezer does the very last song, Lost in the Woods, which, anyway, yeah. yeah. Really? That was uh, that was Panic? Man, yeah. I would. I really thought that was Josh Gad covering it. I guess not. Uh, Clearly not, but... Yeah. So, my thoughts are, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, I honestly think I, I like the story more in this one than in the first one, because the first one seemed... Interesting, and I like the first movie a lot, actually, if I can remember back to my review of it. But I think that with this this one, I was interested more in the aspects of sort of the origins of things. And I think that kind of propelled the story for me enough 
to have me interested in where it was going because I, I was curious and and didn't see everything as it was unfolding. So I was it, it brought me along for its journey. And I, I like that. I agree that there was a lot of songs. I just thought it was me because there would be a time where there was another song getting ready to start. You can always tell because they kind of cue it up in a way. And I was like, oh, man, another one. And, and I just <laughs> thought maybe that's just me not being used to musical type movies and stuff like that. So I'm like, oh, man, this got a lot, a lot of songs in it. I just just thought it was me, you know, me, me not really um, being used to that. And I agree with that Christoph song. It was an odd choice. I, I guess it was on purpose, but it, it was kind of a weird thing. Um, I liked what I what I liked about it. Well, visually, one, it looked really, really mm. good in terms of the animation. And I had a chance to see it in the IMAX laser, which uh, it it to me, to my eyes, it seems like it's basically the IMAX version of Dolby Vision. And mm. so, or Dolby. And so I think that's what you're getting in that uh, format and just on a huge screen. So it looked really, really good, especially when you see a lot of the water effects. That was just, I mean, in that screen, in that format, it just looked awesome. And the the other element that I enjoyed about this one was that I think it gave more of something for the Anna character to do. I think in the last movie she had a decent amount to do, but in this one you really see kind of her coming into her own. I think it kind of finishes out her arc in a way from the first movie into this one. And I think the other thing that for me, the music itself, which is probably half of the experience of when you go to see a frozen movie um, yeah, I mean, I guess there's nothing quite on the level of Let It Go, but I did enjoy, I think, the two songs from uh, Anna, um, Elsa's character. And I think, unlike Michelle, I might have enjoyed the second more than the first, but I would have to listen to them again. And I can't yeah. quite tell you why, but there was just... When you hear Adina Mazel sing, she has such power in her voice mm -hmm. that you just it feels like it goes all the way through your body and, and like gives you goosebumps at times when she's singing. And I just, you know, found her performance really good. And I, I liked uh, Kristen Bell when she was singing too as well. I, I just thought everybody did a, a pretty good job of uh, doing their parts in terms of the musical aspect. And, you know, that. Christoph's song aside, I, I think they all work pretty well. And I just think if you're going into it thinking there's something going to be on the level of uh, Let It Go, you probably want to adjust your your, yeah. your expectations. And maybe that's for the best because maybe you don't want to hear a song that gets played out, you know, a thousand times a day. And maybe it will grow on you and have more special meaning and you can find individual songs within this one. Um since nothing sort of overshadows everything else like the the Let It Go song did for the other for the first movie. But yeah, overall, ultimately I enjoyed it. And I think the kids in the theater I was at seemed to enjoy it too because I'd say before the movie started, they were you could hear them very much so. And then when the movie started and there's quiet times, there wasn't any like 
whining or noise or shuffling. Everybody seemed to just be in locked with it, and there was applause after it went off. So I think, uh, yeah, the kids, at least in the audience I was in, seemed to really take to it and enjoy it. Well, yeah, I, I guess uh, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it more than me, but no, this one's not for me. I, I it's something Bobby said, like, I really, I agree with him. I like the look of this a lot too. I, I agree that the clarity and the depth that's happening with the animation is, is quite spectacular. It's definitely some of the best animation I've seen. Yeah. It's, it, it, I thought it was beautiful. And I think the color palette and just the way everything was laid out and the backdrops, it was just really awesome. Like I, I really love the look of the enchanted forest. It just, it had a life of its own and, and that's the point of it. And it just was beautiful. And I'm, I, I kind of kept getting lost just visually looking at everything on the screen. Well, so. speaking of that, you were talking to Bobby about your presentation in IMAX, IMAX laser. This mm -hmm. was, we saw it in Dolby cinema, which mm -hmm. I've always been very impressed with and can't wait to see rise of Skywalker in Dolby cinema. With that said, I'll be seeing it in that same theater, and I, I really hope this gets changed before then. But I, this was probably one of my, I thought, my lesser experiences in there because they were definitely not presenting it with a 100% bulb. Like, it mm. seemed, as I was watching it, I was like, this is the first time I've seen a movie in here that seems dark. And at first, I'm like, well, this movie is just kind of dark. Maybe it's just dark, but no. Like, throughout the film, I was like, it's it's not as bright as it should be. I could tell. I'm like, this is kind of annoying. <laughs> I, I almost no, I expect that sometimes in the regular theaters. Cause I know movie theaters are guilty of that, but I've so far experienced and expected, like if I'm paying more for, I mean, I know we have the subscription, but if I'm going to pay more for Dolby cinema or IMAX. It's usually, no, you're getting a full, fully bright image, and that didn't seem to be the Makes case. Makes you want to like write write a message to the manager, being like, "So hey, before Rise of Skywalker, you guys are gonna make sure the projection is tip top shape, right? It's yeah. Good to go. Anyway, Things all been checked out. Just yeah. side note. <laughs> well, I I, re I enjoyed this one, um, but I I don't not acknowledge some of the issues, and I I really just don't feel like this is a kids' film. <laughs> All right. in my opinion gotcha so yeah Yasha that's what we think of Frozen 2 kind of all over the board um, <laughs> I'm not going to rush out and uh, go see it um, I, I enjoyed the first one for the most part it, it was fine I didn't think it was spectacular by any stretch but that was just me so I am interested but not in a rush right uh, so I haven't had a chance yet to see a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Michelle, I know you haven't. I really want to. Bobby, did you see this one or Yasha? Did you, either of you guys? I have not. Yeah, no, not yet. Nope, not yet. Aww. Uh, anyone see 21 not Bridges? Yet, but I want no? to. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I got to see 21 Bridges. Uh, as you might know that it's produced by the Russo brothers and it has Chadwick Boseman starring in it. JK Simmons is also in it as well as Sienna Miller. And the basic story of it is there's these two guys that essentially, um, put a hit, uh, well, not a hit, but like they rob, a, a, an establishment for some cocaine that they plan to resell for money so that they can 
essentially kind of hit the hit the jackpot on it. And Chadwick Boseman is a a career cop whose father was a cop who had got gunned down in the line of duty, and so he essentially um, kind of wears that on his chest and almost he's when we first see him in the movie he's being under the uh, investigation of um uh, internal affairs because he seems to be always in situations where he kind of ends up killing the perpetrators and his thing is oh you know i'm not the one that incites the incident i always just make sure that i finish it sort of thing so he's kind of has this reputation and um when these two guys rob this establishment Cops are on the on the scene, and then in order for them to get away, get away, they end up killing the cops. And all this is in the trailer, but that's just to say that what ends up happening is they shut down all all the entrances and exits in Manhattan for all the bridges for the twenty one bridges, so that they can't escape and they can kind of close in on them. And I will say, um, going into it, I, I don't think I had any specific expectation. I, I wasn't ex- thinking it was going to be this really solid action piece or or anything particular about it. But I came out of it having enjoyed what I saw. It, it's not by any means something that I think is elevated in by the genre that it's in. It doesn't do anything specifically new or or particularly um, interesting. It's just it's for me. It was just everybody in their parts doing what they should be doing and the action in and of itself i felt like it was tense enough when the moments called for it and it it would ramp up at times and you didn't know what was going to happen and it just it felt like it was just a solid movie to go see on a you know on a saturday afternoon or whatever it it just felt like that type of movie where um if you're going out to go watch it, I think you'll enjoy it. And I wouldn't say it's one you want to rush out to go see, but I would say if you see it on the marquee and you have an interest in it, I wouldn't I wouldn't turn away from it. It, it felt like it was so... There's very few movies, I think, that you can go to the theater to watch that you feel like, okay, here's worth my money spending on it because typically you're going to want to save that for the blockbusters and there's... Most movies I could probably say you could probably wait and watch it at home and whatnot. But in general, if you're going to the movies looking for something and you have a little bit of time, I would say this is probably worth your time. I I, I don't think it's by and far anywhere making anyone's top ten list or anything like that. But it's it's a solid movie. It's a, an original IP. It's not a sequel, not a prequel, not a reboot. Not you know it, it's it's its own thing. And I think those movies still deserve to be seen in theaters as well as everything else. And I, I thought I enjoyed it more than I, I would going into it. So I, I would say check it out. Cool. So yeah, that's 21 Bridges in theaters. Uh, I mean, I guess that kind of covers the, the new releases this week, though, Bobby. I know uh, you also saw another film, which isn't really out yet. Well, oh, yes. he can barely talk about this film. <laughs> What? The one yeah. that's coming up for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, but he can't talk very much about it. He's he can share be, his opinion. He's got to be very cryptic about it. Well, we always are. We don't share spoilers on here. But this one, <laughs> this one's special. 
<laughs> it's yeah, a murder so, mystery, people. Come on. Yeah, the movie Michelle is referring to is Knives Out. Uh, they had a special showing for it this Friday, this past Friday. Um, I think it was. Not, not, I don't know if it was a fan event or whatever, but it was definitely an early showing for it. And it was only a one one showing at seven o'clock. There wasn't like a nine o'clock or anything later than that. It was just the one showing. And for anyone who is unfamiliar, it's directed by Ryan Johnson, and this is his follow up to The Last Jedi. So this is his kind of big coming out thing based on you know everything that's happened to him since uh, coming out with the The Last Jedi. So. All eyes are on him. He has a star-studded cast. I mean, there's Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Lakeith Stanfield, Christopher Plummer. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. It, tons of good people. And as Michelle said, it's basically a murder mystery. And, I mean, the less said, the better. There's, all you know is that someone has died, the patriarch of this family, and um, uh, Daniel Craig plays a detective hired to try and find out who did it and it, it's a good movie it, it's i i enjoyed it thoroughly in the sense that it, it goes on twists and turns and, and takes you to different places and it does some things in a surprising way that i wouldn't have thought that it would do um narratively speaking and so i, I found that interesting as well kind of uh, subverting expectations in a way. And I, I, I think that this is going to be one of those movies people will enjoy watching who haven't seen it years from now, where it's kind of like the new clue in a way where, you know, if you haven't seen it, it's, it's done in a way that's so good that it keeps you kind of guessing and trying to figure out things. And maybe you can figure it out, but it's still the way it, it moves and maneuvers its way to it, and and it's so tightly woven in in a way that makes sense, and it's I, I yeah it's it's funny at times as well, and it's um just a, a good movie, and I, I'm glad Ryan will have this under his belt after the Last Jedi, because even though I didn't necessarily enjoy it on the level I wanted to with the Last Jedi, I still think that he's a really good filmmaker. He's done some great movies that i've really loved like brick and looper but this one i think adds to his his belt in terms of good movies that don't have anything to do with anything else just his own ip type stuff and i don't think i've seen all the reviews that are out there and there seem to be some people that are like I don't know, maybe losing their mind for it is not the right <laughs> word, but they seem to be going really above and, and, and above and beyond in terms of their love and appreciation for it. And I don't think I'm there with it, but I did like it a whole lot. All right. See, I, I like Ryan uh, Johnson a lot. Like, I think he's he's talented. And like you said, Bobby, it's like he's done some other really great, fun stories. Um I'm with you. I, maybe I didn't like the uh, Last Jedi, Jedi quite as much as I really wanted to, but I did enjoy it. Um, but I really liked Looper, and I recommend that to anybody that you know to to put a basis as to like you know the kind of talent and storytelling that Ryan Johnson has. I also like the Brothers Bloom, and I haven't seen Brick, but I've heard good things about it. So I'm I'm really excited to see Knives Out. 
Well, yeah, Knives Out officially comes out this week. I think Tuesday night is the first showings, and we actually have tickets to see it Tuesday night. So I'm looking forward to it. I've been excited Heck about yeah, it for a do. while. Tuesday night, as in like uh, this coming Tuesday. Yeah, yeah like 48 hours wow. from now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I didn't know it opened that early. <laughs> yeah, I think because of the Thanksgiving week and just being a funky holiday week, it's it's opening. I think a little earlier. I than... think it's supposed to be technically a Wednesday release, right? Yeah, I think it is. So, so then it first show is Tuesday night. Tuesday. Yep. Yeah, that's happening. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And then, yeah, we're going to, I think, finally see uh, a beautiful day in the neighborhood later in the week. Yeah, towards the end of the week. Yeah. A lot of things. All the things. So many so things. I did I'm see also... some other stuff. Oh, sorry. Wait, what else oh, are you Oh, no, I was for? just going to say the other thing that I'd like to somehow fit in at the end of this week, this next weekend, is going to be, uh, what is it, Slim and Queen, Queen and Slim. Oh, right. yeah. 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 That's coming out Definitely. too for Thanksgiving, and I'm looking forward to that. And I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to squeeze that bad boy in because I think it looks really good, and I think it looks like a really great conversation film. Oh, I think it does too. I mean, because you—it was funny. No, you, I, yeah. you asked me today, like, "All right, so which movie we're we going to see? Knives Out or Queen and Slim?" And I almost laughed. I'm like, "Knives Out?" Like, <laughs> of course. <laughs> what kind of question is this? And then I said, "I'm like, no. I mean, that movie looks good. I want to see th- yeah. that film, but." If I had to pick between one or the other, sorry. Right, if there's only going to be one, but no, I'm I'm definitely hoping we can squeeze it in by by next Sunday, somehow. That'd be great. Anyways, Poppy, what'd you see? What'd you do? Oh, so I got a chance. I felt bad. Um, hmm. I shouldn't say I felt bad, but there was all the level of talk about last week where Charlie's Angels didn't do well, and so people were kind of trying to paint a narrative in one way or the other. And, you know, I think before everything had happened, I really had no interest in seeing the movie, honestly. And then it was after the movie either was about to come out or maybe right after it came out, there had been some positive buzz for it from some people on the Internet. So I was I figured maybe this weekend I would go see it. And and that I did. I, I Decided to go check it out because I was curious. To, I want to make up my own mind based on, um, I, at least on the on the strength of some of that positive buzz. So, uh, as you know, it's I mean based on the old '70s show, and there was the version with Drew Barrymore, and this one has Kristen Stewart, Naomi Scott, Ella Belinsky, and Elizabeth Banks, and uh, yeah, it's not great. <laughs> uh, um, it's unfortunate because I, I sat there and watched it, and I was like, I really couldn't honestly justify the reason for this movie's existence. And and granted, there's a lot of movies you could say, well, why do you need to make this movie? But this really felt like it didn't do anything. Um, I, I don't know, other than just trying to restart this franchise. And I, I think. The premise can be done, but because it, it didn't it didn't feel all too dissimilar from the Drew Barrymore type series where the comedy is there and, and the sort of the whack, not wackiness, but just kind of silliness. And um, it still felt like that. And so I was like, well, why are you just kind of doing that again it, with just different people? And it's not like they're playing the those original characters or anything. They're still their own new characters, but 
it still just felt uh, too familiar without adding anything to the franchise. And I, while some of it was, I guess, none of it was bad. I'll, I'll say that. It wasn't bad. It just felt like it was redundant and not necessary in any kind of way that felt like I was getting something new or, or different. The, the plot is really kind of easy to figure out and guess, um, which isn't necessarily always a bad thing, but it just, it just felt kind of lazy. And in this movie, I, I just didn't think that anyone did anything particularly interesting. I, I will say Kristen Stewart was kind of fun in it. It was kind of nice seeing her not play someone that's either emotionally damaged or at least not in the way that you would normally see her she just seemed like she was having fun in the role but other than that yeah it's this one definitely feels like something that you could watch at home and have on in the background and be like ah okay that was you know a thing but it it just doesn't seem like it's anything particularly special and i can see why uh it's not doing well right so that's basically what i thought was happening with this film it was my solid gut feeling just seeing the finding out that it was even happening. And then when the first trailer dropped, I was just like, Oh God, it's the film that nobody asked for. And there's no reason to reboot this. And it seems like it looks like a lot of the same. I'm not Mm. saying that maybe the acting was going to be bad, but I just could tell, I was like, this looks exactly like more of the same. Like it doesn't seem like it's really adding anything. Right. Yeah. You know what it is? So it's, it it's, makes me feel better for not seeing it, hearing what you just said, Bobby, because you basically just validated everything I already thought about this film without seeing it. <laughs> I would put it squarely in the same uh, company as the latest Men in Black movie. It, it just it didn't offer anything. It just was there. And it, it's not horrible, but it's just not uh, something that you feel like you come away from it thinking, oh, okay, I want to see more of this. So right. it is what it is. Right. And then they have Elizabeth Banks just kind of the way that she's defending it doesn't help the situation, I, I, in my opinion. Yeah, I have to agree with that. I mean, her one Twitter tweet that she put out basically saying, well, if you're going to have a flop, make sure your name's on it four times. I thought that was actually a really smart, funny, witty thing to say. I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. But then when you learned about this interview she gave and basically her her bashing of just, you know, kind of the way she feels that society is on on how we all how we all go see movies and how we'll we'll spend our time on you know comic book films but we won't do something that's like the I don't know I just was kind of like eh, maybe you shouldn't be talking right now Elizabeth <laughs> like, yeah. anyways oh one more thing yeah. I get a chance to watch um, I wanted to check it out before it leaves theaters because there's a lot of movies that have come out and will be coming out that I'm sure it will probably be it might be pushed out by this weekend. And uh, that was Harriet. Uh, that was with Cynthia Erivo and mm, Leslie Odom Jr. Yes. And it's essentially the story of Harriet Tubman and how she became uh, a free slave and ended up going back into where she was from to smuggle out other slaves and free them. And, uh, I mean, I don't know what to say, honestly, about it. It's, it's a good movie. It's something that I wouldn't say it's 
probably not 100% accurate in certain things. I, I don't know specifically some of, the, some of the ins and outs of everything, but I just felt like it was a good movie. It was good performances by everyone involved. Um, and it, it's, it was kind of one of those things where it feels like you're watching a history lesson on screen. And I just thought most of this centers around Cynthia Rivo's performance, and she does a really good job in terms of uh, bringing this person that lived in our lifetime, or not in our lifetime, but within our past, to life. And it's good to see it done in the way that she did it. And from when I first seen her, and um, oh, uh, what's the movie? All of a sudden it just left my head that was out last year um, that she was in. Uh, hold on a second. I'm actually going to look it up because I can't remember. Bad Times at the El Royale. So oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. liked her in that. Mm-hmm. And so seeing her in this is a nice follow-up. Well, actually, this is probably her follow-up. I think she was in Widows as well. But she's good in this as well. So she's someone that deserves your attention. And if you can still see it, I would say check it out. Nice. Yeah, I've I've been curious to watch this film. I think I remember growing up in school and I always... I think, you know, when you're in elementary school, they always kind of go over historical stories like this. And I always really liked it when we got to Harry Tubman. I don't know. Which is yeah. one of those sort of things. I was like, I, as I grew up, I was always like, yes, I love listening about Harriet. There's actually like a book I read when I was a kid about her. Anyways. Yeah. And it's funny because she's been in the news a little bit lately just because of the whole stuff with Julia Roberts. For people who aren't familiar with the story, uh, apparently there was some studio executive at some point that when they were trying to think about making a Harriet Tubman movie, they threw out the fact that they said that Julia Roberts could play Harriet Tubman because in that executive's eyes, he felt as though, oh, it happened a long time ago and people probably don't remember what she looked like. So, Or he showed up drunk to work, but, you know, whatever. Who knows what it was. <laughs> and this I, was mean, I want to see that movie now. I want to see that movie. Oh, like, God. Right oh, I feel <laughs> bad for Julia Roberts. I think I fear for her safety if she were to make that movie. Right. <laughs> um, and but, then in my yeah. understanding, too, this, this whole conversation, not that the timing matters, took place, like, what, back in the 80s, I think, or something? Correct. This correct, was a long correct. time ago. Yes, it's still yes. ridiculous. I mean, it's insane, but <laughs> someone still showed up to work drunk that day. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was just pretty, pretty ridiculous. And um, I think the, uh, there was one other thing that uh, I thought was interesting about her story, because I had forgotten about this and until I think I saw it maybe earlier sometime this year, was the fact that she was supposed to be on, what was it? The Oh, crap. Was it the $50 bill? She was replacing somebody uh, on one of the bills, but that ended up not happening. I think, I think under it was a twenty dollar bill. Actually, there was a big say, talk for her to be a twenty dollar bill. I was gonna say, I feel like it gets thrown around every twenty twenty five years for her to be on currency of some kind, and I feel like it's constantly being thrown out there. And I think it would be amazing if she would be the first woman on American currency. That would be awesome. But she I don't was know if it's ever to. Well, I mean, for, I should this... say, let me put. I should put paper currency. Let me, let me clarify that on paper right. currency. So I'd have to look, go back and look it up. But from what I understand, she was supposed to. It was like legit going through. It, everything was good on it and then something happened i don't know if uh the president was involved 
in some way. But I remember reading a story, and I don't want to throw him under the bus if he wasn't involved in it, but I could have sworn it had something to do with him stopping that from happening. But uh, I could be wrong on that. But I know it got stopped because it was supposed to have happened, I think, this year that she was supposed to have been appearing on the, the $20 bill. Uh, well, Yasha, real, real quick, has anything you've watched lately you want to bring up? It's been a while since been on the show. Yeah. I know it has been. It has been a while since I've gotten a chance to talk to you guys. It's great to hear your voices and, and, and chat a little bit more in depth about everything. Um, I'm sure you guys are watching The Mandalorian. I am watching The Mandalorian as well. I'm not sure if I've gotten a chance to offer any real input on that since we since it has started to air. I love it. I think it's enlightening and opening up a lot more doors of the Star Wars world, and I'm really, really into it. It's a lot of fun. I can't remember if the last time I was on here if I got a chance to talk that I got I actually had seen Jojo Rabbit. Did I mention that the last time we were, I was on with you guys? No, I don't think so. No, okay, so I, I got a that. chance to watch. Yeah, that was a random uh, day off that I had, and I went and saw Jojo Rabbit in the middle of the day. Fantastic movie. Um, I highly recommend it to people. It's really rare that you would run across a film that is both heartwarming and funny and actually quite sad at some points. But Jojo Rabbit really does a really good job of doing that. And it was a really, really fun movie uh, directed by Taiki. I always butcher his name. Is it um, Taika? Watiti, you got it. <laughs> yep, yep, you got it. Watiti. <laughs> okay, I'm literally reading it, and I'm like, okay, phonetically <laughs> sounding, that is this, and then it has some fantastic, some fantastic uh, talent in it. Scarlett Johansson, uh, this newcomer, I think, Roman Griffin Davis, who plays Jojo, um, Sam Rockwell, who's one of my favorite actors as well, Stephen Merchant. Um, makes an appearance who was kind of a surprise. I wasn't expecting to see him, but the story is basically about a young boy in Nazi uh, Germany or growing up and his imaginary friend is Hitler, but not the Hitler that we know where it spews propaganda all the time and just hate. It's more so the imagination of this young boy as if what Hitler would be like to the, as an imaginary friend for this young boy, highly recommend going to see this movie. It was very interesting. Um, like I said, heartwarming, but at the same time, uh, there were some very solemn moments in it and very sad. But it was a a great story about him and how he finds out that his mother is hiding a young Jewish girl in their home. So I just uh, I loved it. I can't speak highly enough about it. And I've referred it to everybody that uh, get a chance when they ask me what I've seen. So that's pretty much it. And then just staying up to trying to stay on track with uh, a lot of my regular shows um, that I like to watch. But um, the Mandalorian is a big one. That's every Fridays, and I really look forward to that. And this weekend, Knives is out, and I don't have anything going this weekend, so I will definitely get a chance to go and catch up on some films. Oh, cool. Very oh, cool. Good to have you back. Uh, I missed your voice. Yeah. I missed Yasha's voice. I missed you guys. Oh, I missed man. you guys, too. You like mm. you were going to say something, Michelle? I don't know. I'm trying to think. What have I watched this week? You just watched a movie today. I did actually. I watched the movie that Bobby really liked. Um, it was a uh, Bridget runs a marathon. Brittany runs a marathon. Oh yeah, I did yeah. like that one. Yeah. So yeah, I'll be honest. I really liked it a lot too. 
it's an Amazon movie and it's on Amazon Prime right now. So anybody can watch it if you got your Amazon Prime up. Um, yeah, no, I was kind of surprised by it. I'll admit there was a small period of time. It was a little bit slowly, slower pacing than I think I would prefer it. But overall, it was really good. It's a really great story. And I think it's something that some almost every, everybody can find something to identify some aspect of this woman's personality with. And they can go, oh, I understand that feeling. Or, oh, I've felt that way before. Or I've gone through something like that. And maybe even not her, maybe like her friends. And you can kind of kind of you know understand what they're what they're going through but um I'll be honest like I was really enjoying it and I was thinking oh you know I mean I obviously kind of knew how the movie was gonna gonna end and I f- was prepared for it but I'll be honest I teared up man I was kind of like I was like oh my gosh I'm like crying like I'm so happy for her like at the end of this film and just like dang I'm I'm getting all emotional here now it was it was really good I really enjoyed that one I highly recommend that one for a nice you know, you're at home and you're just looking for something nice to kind of watch while you snuggle up on a chilly day. And I recommend it. Very good. Was it funny? Was it sad? Like what kind um, of, um, it's, I, I don't know if I could call it like a full blown comedy or anything like that, but I mean, it's just, it's a story of a woman's journey where she's basically at that point in her life where she needs to face facts. Like you're an adult. It's time to grow up. You can't just be partying all the time. You have to get, a decent job that hopefully you might have some interest in and, you know, try to create lasting relationships in your life that aren't, you know, surface situations, you know, and basically just growing up. It's basically a, I need to grow up story. And she does. That's good. Yeah. I, I feel like it's maybe along the lines of a dramedy because there's yes, a lot of there it is. comedic moments. To That's it. what I was going to say. I was mm-hmm. like, it sounds yeah. like a dramedy. Dramedy. Yeah. Perfect. You nailed it. Yeah. And, and Chris, um, not Kristen Bell, uh, Jamie Bell, I want to say her name is. She is sort of has that self deprecating kind of humor mm-hmm. in, in the movie. And, and it's funny when she says certain things and, you know, kind of uses it for attention. And then there's one time in the movie where, without, I'm not going to spoil it, what happens, but where she kind of um, is down on herself and then kind of takes it out on someone else that was just like kind yeah, of rough, hard, that to, was, hard to watch, but it was, that was it was good. Hard. It was intense. She, she it's really. It's Jillian Bell. Jillian, thank you. Yeah, she mm-hmm. really, um, she really lets herself be really vulnerable in this film, this actress. Yeah. She really, um, you know, emotionally and honestly, even physically, you know, she really lets herself have some vulnerable moments. And it was really, it was really nice to see on the screen. It was really nice. Yeah, that's on Amazon Prime Video right now. Amazon Prime that's where Video you right it. now. That's where I watched it. Yep. All right. I'm okay. going to give that a shot. Uh, the only other thing I was going to bring up, I teased at the beginning. We, (laughs) so yeah, we heard news this week, uh, what, and Bobby, maybe you know better than I do, but it, it seems like it started with a Hollywood reporter report that indeed a Joker sequel was happening and also something about a meeting that happened, I think on October 7th, every Todd Phillips said Warner brothers also pitching ideas for other origin stories. And then I think a Deadline article came out kind of disputing at least the existence of that meeting. And uh, it looks like he spoke to IndieWire and, yeah, said that there was there was never a meeting on October 7th where he 
basically marched in and was pitching all these idea for ideas for other origin stories. And he's also at least telling IndieWire that as of right now, that there is no deal in place for a Joker sequel. That doesn't mean it's not going to happen, but uh, the, there's, there is no contract where it is set in stone. Um, but that said, I was going to ask you guys like your thoughts on a Joker sequel. I mean, we all seem to be big fans of this movie. I mean, it, it's at least in my opinion is a very, very good film, but, uh, Michelle, you seem like quick to, I, I so I'll be honest, like I, I'm kind of 50, 50 on it. Like there's a huge part of you that's like, oh my God, it'd be so amazing to, to venture into this character further and, and to see Joaquin experiments more with him and his personality. And I think we kind of talked about like how you can make it almost into maybe not so much a Joker sequel, but make it a three film kind of interlooping a do a different way of doing Batman and Joker and kind of having it all connect. There's another problem. It's like, honestly, if it never, if there's never a follow up to this film, I'm okay with that too. I'm at peace with it because this film was done so well and Joaquin Phoenix is so good in it. And there's just something about it. That I'm like, if this is the note that we're left on, I'm good with it. I'm totally at peace with that. And I think that's fine. So I could go either way, honestly. Well, it's like, I mean, do we really need the cash grab for the sequel? Cause obviously, I mean, to me, does. The we obvious thing. I mean, yeah, they definitely yeah. want it. <laughs> yeah, all right, that's fair. I mean, but you know, as the, it's very clear, like you know, after seeing what this movie has done, like they are, they have to be sitting there just kicking themselves. Like, what can we do to get a sequel out of this movie? Like, fifty million dollars to make, and over a billion dollars in the theater. Like, that's insane. Like, that's 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 independent like box office magic where it's like, you don't expect the movie to do it as well. It's like little miss sunshine type magic. You know what I mean? Where it's mm-hmm. like, nobody expects it to do that well or slumdog millionaire. And then all of a sudden it's like, Holy shit, this movie just is about to clean up at the Oscars and it's making hundreds of millions of dollars in the box office. And you know, we haven't even tried to release it on, on video yet. So, I mean, do we, I, I mean, what I would like to see it, but, like you, Michelle, like, honestly, I think I'm fine with never, ever seeing this character on screen again, as that would also kind of make me sad because it's like, I, I want to know how or how this character progresses or develops, you know, because we don't see a whole lot of the Joker when it comes to this, this, this film, you know, we, he's in the last part of it. And I would love to see him really kind of embody that much, much more and really make the changes in like his his world and everything like that and just accepting and you know how he would interact with people or society or you know create a quote-unquote gang if you would like it it would be interesting and fun to see but do we need that no probably not like i mean the movie was really good we i think you know we should be happy and grateful for the one and done type of situation too so that's my opinion bobby any thoughts I'd probably echo a lot of what Yasha said. Uh, I mean, do I, am I interested? Sure. Because I did enjoy the first movie so much that I'd be curious to see what the full blown Joker would be like played by Joaquin Phoenix and and to see what they come up with Uh, in the article, at least one of them. I know it mentioned that Todd 
Phillips was saying that the Batman storyline would not be developed further within a, a second Joker movie, which is, I think, where you would kind of be interested to see it start to go. But just sort of seeing a full-blown Joker movie, while it has its merits, um, I, I'm more cool with just seeing what we had and it being a one and done. And, you know, it's on its way to being D, Mar, um, Warner Brothers' biggest DC movie of all time. And it's it's interesting that it comes from that character. And while I think a lot of interest is there for the Joker and a sequel, and if they did more one-off villain movies or more than one, be if they did well, I... I think I mentioned this in the review in that I don't want to keep feeding into it's not darkness, but it's that those villain type movies that they're, they're good and they're cool, but I want to see something more hopeful and uplifting and, and, and positive in a sense. I want a Man of Steel sequel. That's what I'm saying, damn it. <laughs> it's like I, I want to see something that's some that I think that's more inspiring and, and more of superheroes. That's what that's that's my bread and butter butter. That's what I love. So I want to see that. I, I don't necessarily want to see them spending time and developing on a, a Joker movie than them not doing that for Superman, who is arguably their flagship character. So it's, I don't know. To me, we got a great movie in the Joker, so let's move on to something else. That's my opinion. Uh, yeah, for me, I'm, I'm the same boat as you, Bobby. Like, I, I really enjoyed the movie. I, I, you know, I said I, I maybe if there was a negative about it is you don't get to see enough of him actually as the Joker, and I'd... Sure, I'd love to see him more as a Joker, but if you're going to do a sequel, I want to see, I, I hate to say it, I want to see like him, his interaction with Batman. I'd want to, I'd yeah. want to see it be a sequel that involved Batman. And now we know that's not going to happen, not only just because Todd Phillips said it, but they're obviously making a Batman film now that's not tied into this. And you're not going to, I don't want to see a, a movie almost almost around the same time where you have yet a different Batman with him. Like, it's like, yeah, I mean, it seems like it's inevitable that there's going to be a sequel considering how much money it made, but I just, I don't know what it'll be like. I guess, I don't know. I'll be curious about it. And the one thing too, that I agree with you on that I dread as a result of this huge box office is that they'll Warner brothers just knee jerk reaction. They're going to just start making all these dark origin story films about mm -hmm, villains. Mm -hmm. And I don't want mm -hmm. that. I really don't want that. I thought this was a great one-off kind of idea, especially with a character like the Joker, but I don't need to see a Lex Luthor, uh, no. origin story or, uh, any number of other villains. I don't really want more, films like this just about different characters just because oh man everyone wants it right because joker made a ton of money so let's do it for all these other villains like god if they do that that's just gonna be so frustrating and we and, don't need another Catwoman or no and yeah. i couldn't agree more about a man of steel sequel like i 
It's right. been killing me. I mean, you see this some glimmer of hope with the Henry Cavill, you know, saying <laughs> right. that, I mean, hey, I'm not yeah, yeah, I'm not actually him. done with the character, or at least in his eyes, he he hasn't given up. Yeah, for him, he's like, I've not given up. The cape is in the closet. Like, he's ready. With that said. And, I mean, he's, and he's willing to do it, like, which I think is cool. Right. But with that said, I mean, there's there's no plan still. I mean, right. it's yeah. it's been forever at this point, and yeah. they don't seem to want to do it. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I get that Man of Steel, the film had mixed reaction, but you could make a sequel. And even though I am a fan of that movie, what I'm about to say, uh, I just want to note, I I liked Man of Steel, but I can recognize you could make a sequel that really plays to everyone's kind of complaints about Mm -hmm. Man of Steel and make a great sequel and still use Henry Cavill and fully agree find the right filmmaker to do it and it would make yeah. a lot of money yeah. and I I don't I don't get it I totally agree this just be, I think this just goes right back to my what I've been saying and have said many many times again uh, over Warner Brothers does not know what to do with their properties they legitimately have no direction and or foreseeable path as to help really create a universe for us to enjoy whether it's just having series of films by themselves a justice league a man of steel thread whatever the case may be i mean they didn't even believe in this joker property when that was getting ready to be released they legit outsourced some of the budgeting because they didn't want to put 55 million dollars behind it like that's <laughs> to me insane because that is a billion dollar company that makes money hand over fist on all these properties and they just didn't believe in it they just didn't and right. then they're like, oh, shit, like this is actually a market. There's something here. And now they're going to try and scramble. And like you said, David, just like, well, maybe we and Bobby, like maybe we'll just start releasing all these dark movies because that seems to be what people enjoy or that's what people want to see. No, that's what people enjoyed this time. Like, take a sec, take a beat and like, hey, let's take a, you know, put the fourth to energy to actually help create a product that people want to watch. And what are people asking for? What is the star wanting to do? Like, he, he's really still in the idea of doing Man of Steel. We did make money on uh, Man of Steel. So why not? We Why don't we put some of our energies to, you know, push forward with that? That's a character that we should explore. They just don't. They have no clue. All right. Well, uh, that's all I got. Unless you guys have anything else. No? Yes? I do not. No? But this was fun. I yeah. missed you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby, were you about to say something? Sorry. No, I was just saying I can't you asked if we had anything else. I said I can't think of anything. Yeah. I'm sure there might be, but I just can't remember it off the top of my head. Yeah, as we already talked about earlier, uh new movies coming up this week is Knives Out and Queen of Slim. Queen and Slim, sorry. Um, so look out for those this Thanksgiving weekend and uh hope you guys have a good Thanksgiving. As always, we'd love to hear back from everyone listening. You can email us at feedback at flickereffect.com. We are also on Twitter and Instagram at flicker underscore effect and YouTube, youtube.com forward slash flicker effect. With that, I am David Lott. I'm Bobby Jackson. I'm Yasha Wilson. And I'm Michelle Hillard. Thanks for listening.